Welcome to the Tim Fowler Show, where production is paramount and we discuss the tools, time, and people associated with getting jobs done and making a profit. On today's episode of the Tim Fowler Show, we will be talking about bonuses and incentives, episode two. With the help of special guest Eddie Casanave of Distinctive Remodeling in Raleigh, North Carolina. Alongside Tim Fowler, I'm your co-host Steve Wheeler. Here is the Tim Fowler Show. Hello everyone, Tim Fowler here and welcome to the second episode talking about bonuses and incentives. So ever since I've been talking about production management, uh, and I believe I started in 1992, Um, bonuses have been a big hot topic. In fact, the lead carpenter system, which is where I got kind of started, was all about bonuses. In other words, there's a certain amount of money. Your lead carpenter, if they can bring the job in under that, then they get to keep part of that or all of that. That was kind of the idea. So what I've seen recently in my work with companies is this is once again, a very, very hot topic. I'm not exactly sure why. It may be that we're really working hard to keep people in our businesses. We're trying to find ways to reward reliable people that have worked for us. But whatever it is, uh, we're, we're hot on the trail. And so I thought it would be a great topic to do some podcasts on. So I've assembled a cast of characters to help me with this. Um, we're going to do four podcasts uh, in a row all focused on this one topic. So this is the second in that series. We've got four different guests from four different companies. Two of those guests you've heard before, if you listen uh, to the podcast, two of them are brand new. And so I'm going to try to ask basically the same questions for each uh, podcast. Obviously, sometimes we take a little detour to, to get some clarification on a question And our guests have actually given me some questions. And so I'll try to be weaving those in as well. I think what we're going to find is there's going to be some similarities between the companies. But then I think we're also going to see that in each case, we're going to pick up some of those golden nuggets that really uh, make listening to the podcast worthwhile. So no matter what happens, I think I'm going to have some fun. So uh, I've asked my guests not to talk dollars and cents. Uh, I'm extremely aware that all of them are sharing information that might, you know, sway the balance in terms of competitive edge in the area. So I've asked them not to share dollars and cents, but just percentages and help us understand things based on that. So, Steve, let's get started. All right. So Eddie Casanave is the owner of Distinctive Remodeling in Raleigh, North Carolina. Eddie holds a CAPS, Certified Aging in Place Specialist, and CGR, Certified Graduate Remodeler Certifications, and is a Hall of Fame member for the Home Builders Association of Raleigh, Wake County, and a longtime member of Remodelers Advantage. He has been in business for 32 years and has seen and tried many different bonus programs, but now thinks he has the one that will last the test of time. Welcome to the show, Eddie. Thanks, Steve. Thanks, Tim. 
Hey, so uh, give us a little bit more about distinctive remodeling. What What's the nature of the business, volume perhaps, uh, the way you, maybe even importantly, uh, how you run your production? Is it lead carpenter? Is it project manager? That sort of thing. Well, we are a, a full service design build company. We've got 22 employees. And Tim, you should know my my production managers in one of your roundtables, uh, Aaron. So yep. uh, we do, uh, it's similar to the lead carpenter system. It's somewhat modified as our, our main front lines are our project managers and then okay. we have assistance for them, or we have carpenters under them. Um, we do, we're going to do 4 million or 4.2 maybe this year. And okay. by for 4.8 next year, uh, we've got a five-person design team, mm-hmm. and our designers are our salespeople. Okay, so I've, I'm just sitting here thinking. I remember when three million was a big deal. I remember when I was a production manager, we we're talking about, "Woo, we're going to hit three million. There aren't very many companies around that are doing that." And now we're five, ten, fifteen. Some companies are up in the twenty to forty million. And so things have really changed in our industry since I was sitting uh, as a production manager. So let's let's kind of set the baseline here. And um, I, I, I'm going to ask everybody this question, but the whole idea of do you see financial bonuses as the same thing as an incentive? I think a financial bonus is an incentive but it's not the only one and it may not be the primary one. Okay. So give us a little more about that. What, what, what's the difference that you see? Well, I think incentives can come in a number of different ways. It can be, you know, giving them, giving your employees recognition, give them the opportunity to do the type of work or, to do outstanding work that they may not get to do just anywhere. It can be, um, you know, different things that they respond to. Okay. Uh, it may be, you know, maybe financial rewards, which is bonus program helps, but it also may be other types of incentives, like other things in their compensation package. It might be mileage. It might be, you know, phone reimbursement, a, a lot of little things can add up to an incentive to keep an employee happy. Yeah. Okay. So you, we mentioned in the introduction that uh, you've been in the business for a while. You've been down this road a number of times. And I think you're even from you, it says you believe you finally hit the formula that's <laughs> going to work for you. So give us a little bit about like, how did you arrive at where you are now? We'll talk in a minute about what it is, but how did you get to where you are now? What was the thinking in your mind? Well, we've done production bonuses in a bunch of different formats over the years. And once that bonus becomes expected, it's no longer an incentive. It's no longer a bonus. And it can breed resentment if it's not shared equally or throughout the rest of the company. Okay. And our most recent one that we had to shut down, it, it did become that because people were focusing on only hitting their 
their numbers and it was neglecting some of the other metrics that we wanted them to hit. Um, and it also was only set up to bonus the production and design teams. It didn't bonus all of the support staff, the admin, the estimator, the you know, people that are not directly in sales or uh, production were not included in that. And that over time, it gets to be a sore spot. I had it set up to where I encouraged the people that got the bonuses to share with the other staff, but that's, I was, I was just going to say, I was just going to say how that worked for you. Yeah, <laughs> it, it worked for a little while, but then it, it didn't work long-term. And that's the thing right. about a lot of bonus programs is they don't work long-term because of that fact that they become expected or, you know, it can become a resentment thing if it's not inclusive of the whole team. Okay. So, so we wanted something that would bonus everybody in the company to where we have everybody in the company on the right seat in the boat rowing the same direction. All right. So let's jump right into it. What what do you have now that you like? Maybe maybe I should ask first, like how long has this been in place? And then what do you have? Well, I first got exposed to it from an IT service company here near me. Oh, wow. And it took me a while to let it soak in and figure out some of the pieces of the puzzle. And I wanted to make sure that we were, this program doesn't work if you're not making money. Right. So I was expecting a downturn a a couple of years ago. (laughs) So I didn't want to start it and then have to stop it because of financial issues. But, um, it's called pay for performance. Okay. And it does include everybody in the company and holds everybody accountable. The most difficult thing to set up was what we call a scorecard. And everybody does their own scorecard or actually they self-report on it, but the management and the employees together put together the list of metrics that they're going to be graded on monthly. Okay. And that's a a pretty dynamic list because if it becomes to where those things on that metric list are too easy, we need to raise the bar. We need to keep stretching their goals and having to where they keep pushing the limits to do things better for the company. It's also the whole program is based on net profit of the company. So if everybody in the company is pushing for net profits for the company, then there's more to share. There's no cap on this. If we, you know, blow out the numbers and have great months, it's going to show up in their paycheck. So we actually pay it out monthly. Okay. All right. So let's, let's, let's back up just a little bit here because we got a lot of stuff on the table. So, so let's just say, and in, in our industry, we encourage people to be shooting for at least 10% net profit. Yeah. So that's it. Let's just say that's what you're shooting for. Now, is it money that goes over and above that 10% or is some of that 10% included in the payout? That's left up to the owner of the company. Okay. And so that, 
that can be the threshold. Right now, we've got it set at 8%. Okay. And things that are going above that go into a pool. So there, okay. are, some, there are some dials that you can tweak to make it come in where you want it to. And yep. I wanted to give our team some room to move that bar up from 8%, maybe to 9%, right. to 10%. You know, I didn't want to, you know, have them be disappointed by not having enough in the bonus pool starting out with it as a new program. Okay. So then let's just take one of the people in your company and I'll, uh, maybe a, a, car, a lead carpenter or a project manager. Uh-huh. What might be on their scorecard? On their scorecard, well, on everybody's scorecard is getting your scorecard turned in on time. <laughs> and if they don't do that, okay, they can 50% right off the bat. No way. Yeah. Okay. All right. But it's going to be for project managers, it's going to be um, maintaining their, their daily job reports on Builder Trend. It's, it's going to be posting the pictures and doing the, all of the things that the whole team needs for communication purposes to make sure we stay on top of the projects. Okay, so, so, so project manager has this scorecard. Uh, I think a great, great example of what's going to be on there. Is there like a percentage? So if the, it, let's say they got it in on time but they, they did all the job logs, but didn't do the pictures. Is that, are they, are each one of those uh, items on the scorecard equally weighted so that supposing they could get, uh, you know, X percentage and then each one, anyone missed would knock 10% off, something like that? Yes, we did weight the important ones with more. Okay. And it's on a hundred point scale. So we want to, make sure they get docked appropriately for ones that are more critical. So yes, they do have some waiting and they're going to change, you know, could change every month, but um, there are certain things that we want them to achieve every month, but then we want them to expand and go above and beyond. And we try to give them at least one or two stretch goals to reach. Cause if they get a hundred percent every time, it's not a challenge. Okay. So how would that transition take place? Let's just, again, maybe I'm one of your project managers. I'm knocking it out of the park. I'm, you know, hitting home runs. I'm getting hundred. Let's just assume that for now. Right. I'm I'm getting hundred percent. Would you as the owner manager step in or would it be your production manager that says, Hey, Tim, you need to be challenged a little bit more. We're going to change. Is it only my scorecard that gets changed or does every project manager in the company get changed at the same time? No, the scorecards are, are more, more independent than that. So, okay. you know, we don't want to mandate something that is way too much of a stretch for one to, and not for another. So they all started out the same. But okay. they have changed according to skill sets. And I'm assuming that I would have to agree to this, right? Uh, or, yes. Okay. You couldn't, you, you don't arbitrarily just say, all right, Tim, we're up in your, you know, you have to do uh, seven job logs a week or something like that. You wouldn't yeah. just up that arbitrarily. 
Exactly. We, we want them to know what their goal is and be able to achieve it. Okay. So, so those are some of the things that we've done to, you know, and, and they, they turn them into their direct supervisor every month by the fifth of the month. And yes, that supervisor would typically have that conversation if it was um, a- appropriate to give them some new challenges. Okay, so you get all these scorecards in, um, and you've already said that you're now including more people in that. How how does the payment go out? And again, we're going to stay away from the dollars if we can here, but how do you do it every month? It's like, how does that payment get distributed to the team? Well, it is a, a fairly complex spreadsheet. Okay. Uh, but once once it's set up, it's just a matter of plugging in the scorecards and the and the profit each month. We okay. use a rolling three month average of net profit because you know sometimes you'll have a month where you know that was going to be my next question. So yeah, it's it's a rolling three month average to even out the playing field and get off some of the roller coaster months. You know because entering all invoices in one month when something hits the next month, it's, it's hard to do them strictly on a one month outlook. You have to kind of average it out with a three month outlook. And then the scorecards is the next biggest thing that adjusts each person's because it's all based on their base salary and a percentage is added to their monthly salary. Okay. So if, if, and again, I'm going to say dollar amounts, but they're stupid dollar amounts, so nobody will care. If I'm paying somebody 10 bucks an hour, right, they're going to get a portion commensurate with that 10 bucks an hour where somebody else might be making 20 bucks an hour. So that payroll is going to what is what's going to distribute the dollar amounts over everybody, right? Exactly. Okay. And because not everybody gets 100% to maximize their budget, that extra money gets divvied up amongst all the employees. Oh, so okay. So if I, if I mess up and don't do my card, everybody else gets a little bit more money. Exactly. Oh, wow. Mm, man. man, I can see some devious. I'm, I'm, I'm picturing a movie here where we're a little bit of underhandedness going on <laughs> to see if I could, you know. No, but it's also, you know, for example, if somebody takes a week off of vacation in a month, okay, they get docked for that and the extra money goes to the rest of the team that picked up the slack while they were gone. Okay. So it works both ways, but we wanted everybody to hold everybody accountable. And we've, we, so far, it's, it's worked out really well. And so for something in the three to 5% of their salary as a bonus. Okay. But we've had it as high as 9.8. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think the lowest one was 4.2%. Now that's over the course of a month. And of course that would also be true over the course of a year uh, based, based on that, that could be a significant chunk of cash that somebody takes home with them. Yeah. It Uh, has their attention. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's a great, that's a really great way to say it. Now, just to kind of make sure that we've got it, this is going to be part of, is it 
for sales and estimating and design and truck driver. And I mean, I'm not even sure if you have all those roles, yeah, but it, we it, do. our truck driver, our, our assistant, our apprentice carpenters, our, you know, shop, we have a cabinet shop. So the, the guys working in the cabinet shop, everybody that's an employee is part of this. You mean, one. even if, even if they didn't build any cabinets that month for a job, they're still going to get a bonus. Yeah. I mean, okay. our cabinet shop stays pretty busy, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of like, let me, let me ask. So do you participate in this? I do. You do as the owner of the company. Yeah. I'm an employee. Oh, wow. I'm yeah. not, the, I'm not the general manager anymore, but I'm an employee. You're an employee. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, it, it, it makes perfect sense to me uh, uh, of how this is all working out. So, in one of the other podcasts, the issue came up and, we, and we're trying to ask a lot of the same questions. Do you see any challenges to customer satisfaction or by kind of tying bonuses to this net profit thing? Is there any uh, challenge where maybe an employee would say, hey, we're going to cut a few corners to make sure that we get a bonus this month? Well, we haven't had that come up. But I think the culture of our company is not going to allow corners to be cut. Right. Um, you know, you, it all starts with hiring good people. Right. You can teach people to do good things. You can't teach them to be good people. And if you don't have, if, if they're not a good person and they're not fitting in with the company, then this is one way that, the employees around them will say, uh, we got a problem. Yeah. 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 I, I, I was commenting in the other, uh, the podcast last week, with just the whole idea that if, if that's a problem, you've got a problem that's not associated with the bonus. There's another, exactly. there's another issue there. So you actually kind of sent me back a note when we started talking about this and you asked, this question, or you made this comment and then asked the question. So I want to throw it back to you. Incentives are more effective when you have employees that are engaged and have an ownership mentality. Uh, what is a good way to encourage this behavior? So I'm kind of going to throw that back to you, Eddie, and just ask you, like, how do you get them to have an ownership mentality, which therefore then makes the bonus effective because I think we agree that just saying, Hey, I'll give you more money doesn't change people, but when they own something, then giving them that money reinforces that behavior. Well, it's, it's a number of things. This bonus is only one piece of the puzzle that helps with that. Right. The, for example, my management team, I have enrolled them in a program on from goalmakers.com. It's like a mini, um, you know, it's an educational program, like a mini MBA type program. And education is one thing that we stress. We, we do a lot of, of training for our designers and design team and we do that for our, our field staff as well. But this management one is a newer one um, that it's an online MBA class, class if wow. you will. And 
when you invest in your employees, they will reciprocate with taking care of the company. And having that man- that ownership mentality, you know, this bonus program that we're talking about is based on net profit. Right. And that's usually the mentality of the owner is what's the bottom line. <laughs> if we can improve the bottom line as a team, everybody right. benefits from it. So that's, yeah. you know, like I said, there's a number of different things that we have as part of their compensation package that help encourage that. Wow. Okay. So there's a lot, who, who actually administers this fairly complex uh, process? Is, is it your bookkeeper? Comptroller no, it's actually my general manager, Matt. Okay. One who, who collects them all from the managers and enters them into the spreadsheet to come up with the numbers for each month. Okay. And they have to be in on the fifth. And then when does the money get paid out? We have our, our company-wide meeting uh, every second Tuesday. Okay. So we announce it at that meeting and it's in the following paycheck. Okay. And going back to this idea of expected versus you know, whatnot. Have you had any meetings where the announcement was there's no bonus this month? Well, fortunately, this has been our strongest year to date, (laughs) and we haven't had to have that conversation. Uh, The first quarter was before we started this, and that's where our numbers were down. And actually, since we've started this, they've, they've been on, you know, record pace ever since then. So could you could you paint a picture of how you might present that or how Matt might present that to the crew? And then maybe what would be said that could get them riled up enough to 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 put the work in to make it happen? Well, we've really got a three month window to turn things around. If we have a, a bad month and it's a negative month we would let them know at the company meeting that month that, okay, guys, we really took it on the chin this month. We really need to do this, this, and this to get back on track and get, uh, get some solutions to the profit problem and and try to make sure it doesn't hit three months in a row to where the whole thing turns negative. So Um, are your, are your, is your production team, like fully aware of what their jobs are doing on a, a weekly basis or a bi-week? In other words, would they be surprised at that company meeting if somebody said, hey, we're not hitting our net or would they already know it? They would already know it. Yeah, that's kind of what I was assuming, but I wanted you to say it. Yeah, they would know it. You know, some of the, you know, apprentice carpenters or yeah. helpers or truck driver wouldn't know it until they heard right. it at that meeting. But the guys in the field running the jobs would know if, if they didn't get a job closed out and it was imperative that we did, they would know it. Yeah. Okay. And he asked this to the uh, prior guest as well, but um, when you, you mentioned some bonus programs that you've had in the past that maybe didn't pan out or weren't as effective as the one you have now, how long have you been had this one in place? This one we've had in place since April. Since April of, of 21? Yeah. Okay. And has there been anything that you've seen, maybe a, 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 cultural, a culture bonding of the team or, or a byproduct that you did not see outside of performance that, that have, has come about? 
from uh, this program? It's um, because it's such a part of a bigger package. Yeah. It's not the primary or the only thing. Um, it's not as life changing as it, it could be for other folks. Okay. Um, because we've done a number of things, we gave them another opportunity to get the three days off between Christmas and New Year's if we hit certain metrics for three months in a row. So we hit those numbers. They're getting three extra days paid off that they normally wouldn't have gotten. Wow, great. And get to take the whole week off. And there's other incentives, you know, to where it's, I don't want them dwelling on it so much that it impedes them getting their work done or creativity or things like that. Yeah. I want it to be in, in addition to all the other things that we're doing. That's great. Yeah. The time, the time off, I'm hearing more and more that time is almost better than, you know, a raise or dollars, you know, people want time and paid time is even better than just time. But the whole idea that, you know, Hey, we can, I, I just think that's a fantastic thing you're doing. I, and I, I applaud that uh, dramatically. So this is cool stuff. And I, a lot of this is resonating with me. Some ideas that I've had, you know, over the years, the idea of tying bonuses to the amount that someone is paid as well as distributing to everybody, not just the carpenter or the lead carpenter or whatnot like that. So we're going to wrap up, but what would you encourage or what would you tell a business owner that may be thinking about doing some kind of bonus setup? Uh, what would you encourage them with or tell them to do, or I guess just anything to kind of give them a shot in the arm? I would say the most important thing is you have to connect with your employees to know what motivates each of them because it's going to be different from one to another. And if you interact and you take a personal interest in your employees and the well-being of them and their family, they will know it. Right. And they will, you know, they will have your back and they will take care of you if you take care of them. So whether it be this bonus program or other types of incentives, find what resonates with them and do that. Okay. And then I guess the other question I have was you, you mentioned that, that, that this is specifically called pay for performance. If I Google that, will I get some information like this, or is this something that you got from the IT company and then you tailored it for yourself? Yes, we did tailor it for ourselves from the IT company and I have not Googled it. So okay. I don't even know if it's out there. Okay. Um, he wanted me to keep it, you know, private to where his competitors didn't get it. But I doubt right. the IT world is listening to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and and maybe we haven't given too many details. But well, it's too complex to explain over yes. with words. You really yes. have to go through the whole flowchart and the spreadsheet many times to get a good grasp of it. So it's a complicated system that, that he came up with. We just tweaked it to, you know, fit our company and our industry. 
But, you know, I've said a number of times that I'm a firm believer in people struggling with their own process because then it's real to them. And so I think the information you've given us has given me and maybe the world out there just a little taste of like, this is this is a possible thing. I have to work on it now to make it my own. And I and I think that's the perfect place to be. Yeah. And the most challenging piece of it is those scorecards because yep. you have to tailor them to each of your employees. Yeah. And that was the biggest challenge for us setting it up was doing each person's uh, scorecard. Yeah. And as you get more, do you actually, I, I just keep at thinking of all these questions, like just suppose you hired Steve tomorrow to be one of your, your apprentice carpenters. Would you create his scope scorecard as part of the onboarding? Yeah. I mean, when you're starting out, you can use more general uh, okay. metrics. Okay. And then as you see them progress, you customize it to fit them more. Well, man, this has been absolutely fantastic. Somebody referred me to you and said, you got to get Eddie on there to talk about this. I forget exactly who it was, but they were dead on, right? I really appreciate you taking some time, Eddie. And um, thank you. I don't yeah, know. I, I'm you, almost Eddie. speechless. <laughs> <laughs> Glad I gave you something to think about, Tim. All righty. Thank, thank you. Take Thanks, care. Steve. Thank you, Eddie. Day. Take care. All right. Tim, this was awesome. Just just into episode one and two of the bonuses and incentives topic. Um, you know, there's the, some really awesome differences in the two episodes we've had. And Eddie shined a light on, uh, you know, a really, uh, you know, as he put it, pretty complex system. But looks like it's really working for all the right reasons and, and having the result that he wanted. You know, there's a couple of things that they're doing that take some of the uh, challenges, I guess, out of it. They're, they're doing a monthly bonus, which I think is absolutely fantastic. It keeps people in tune with the fact that it's there. It doesn't wait too long. Three-month rolling net, as opposed to we got to make sure we get it right every month. Otherwise, we're giving away money. We shouldn't Since be month, giving away yeah. that three-month uh, thing. Um I just, the whole idea of sharing it with everybody, this is a common theme between the two that we've done already. And, and it's not just the project manager or just the carpenters, but it's across the board. I really like the idea that the owner of the company is involved in it as well. And I, I again, just from the standpoint of it's everybody, we're all in this together. Not, it's not just about me making sure that you, uh, do your job. And then going back again, just to the whole idea that if you're talking about motivating your people, it is not just about money. You've heard both of the guests in the last two podcasts say there's a culture that has to be built that motivates people. You have to take some time to get to know your people, find out what motivates them. And then, and maybe this is my prejudice throwing it in there, but the money is almost like icing on the cake for a culture that's already motivating people. Yeah, no, this was, this was really, you know, it checks all the boxes. And I think there's almost a, not just a buy-in, but 
the employees almost rooting for each other throughout the process and yeah. they, you know it's all weighted out it's it's an incredibly well thought out plan so um this was awesome we want to thank eddie castanet for joining us today and we always want to thank you for listening to another episode of the tim fowler show and remember at the tim fowler show we're working hard to eliminate it is what it is from your business this has been another episode of the tim fowler show want to hire tim and fast track your growth visit remodelersadvantage.com consulting to learn more And if you'd like more information about Roundtables, our world-class peer advisory program, please send me an email at steve at remodelersadvantage.com. And of course, don't forget to subscribe to the show and comment on iTunes. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week.